Well, all right. Here we are once again at Pastor B's kitchen table. You know the drill. This is the place we chop it up, break it down, and put it back together again. It's called the kitchen table, if you remember, because when I was growing up, you know, we talked about something serious. We talked about it not in the garage, not on the sofa. We came to the kitchen table. And we've been talking about a myriad of serious things this past year. And for the past few months, I've been honing in this idea because I've been doing so many funerals. I've been dealing with the issue of leaving here right, about getting our house in order. And today I want to hone in on this important about preparing our wills and our trust. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 22, that a righteous man or a good man leads an inheritance to his children's children. The assumption is they will be able to get to it and not have it tied up in probate. So if he leaves it, they must be able to get it. So I want to talk about how do we make sure that what we leave, we leave things decently and in order and not leave a mess for our family to wade through. And I'm so glad to have they here at the kitchen table, especially guest attorney Victoria Gibson. Attorney Gibson, will you say hello to the kitchen table audience, please? Hello, kitchen table audience. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here today. I'm, I always um, am excited about the opportunity to speak to people about wills, trust, probate, other estate planning issues. So I'm happy to be here. Amen, amen. Attorney Gibson, can you tell us, how did you develop such a passion for this? So I've been an attorney for 10, 11 years now. Uh -huh. And um, I have an oil and gas background. So I've done work in that area. Um, at one point, I was in private practice. And so I started doing probate. Um, I did a lot of wills. But the main thing that caused me to have a passion for this area is because I come from an East Texas family. Uh, where we have a lot of land and, mm -hmm. you know, grandparents, great grandparents didn't believe in wills. And so you have land that is just there. There's always a fight over who's going to pay the taxes and who owns this part. And so it just I have an interest in it. And it also ties into oil and gas. And right. so it's just something that I believe um, we as people of color, we have so much space to learn and improve in this area. And so that's what I try to do. Anytime somebody's willing to listen, I'm yeah. willing to answer questions and tell them what I know. All righty. Wow. Wow. East Texas. OK, we're going to dive yes. in a little bit more. <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of our viewers that's from East Texas. OK. So understand that. Um, yes. Let's just jump into it. And, and so okay. what is a will and what is mm -hmm. a trust? OK, so what is a will? A will is basically... Um, and when I speak to people who are not attorneys, I try to break it down and make it as simple as possible. Right. So a will is a document that says, here's what I want to have happen when I die. Here's who I want to have my assets. It can be as broad or as detailed as a person would like. Um, each person has the right to give to whomever they choose to give to, and you are not required to give to everyone. A lot of people think I've got to give something to all of my kids or all of my relatives. You don't have to do that. You can give to who you want to. Mm -hmm. um, a trust. In summary, a trust is a document that kind of does a couple of things. A trust is where you can put your assets in the trust, assign them mm -hmm. to the trust, a document, mm -hmm. And you can designate a trustee, someone who will um, 
kind of manage your assets. It can be you or someone else. A trust can also uh, come into play for your children or anyone that you want to give something to that's under the age of 18. They're a minor. You can put the items in a trust and the trustee will designate when and how much um, the beneficiaries of the trust get okay. these assets. Okay. 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 Yes. Now, th there are some who are viewing him. They're saying, well, I don't think I really have anything. So this doesn't really yeah. apply to me. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to check this off my list because that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up. And you're right. That's one of what the number one myths, the top myths that people have. I don't have right. anything. Why do I need to do a will? Okay. Well, you may not have, you may not think you have anything or have right. much, but you've got something. And yeah. even if you're not doing a will, people need to sit down and think about their assets. Mm -hmm. um, we just, we're just coming out of the pandemic, COVID, right. and people were caught off guard. Right. Relatives were dying unexpectedly. People were being put in the hospital, in ICU, unexpectedly. And when that happens to you, how will people know how to access your funds or your house? Mm. So even if you don't have anything, you think you don't need a will, you still need to think about things like life insurance. Do I have my beneficiaries? Um, retirement accounts. Are my beneficiaries up to date? Checking accounts. Do I have a beneficiary name on all of my checking and savings accounts? These are things that can happen outside of probate. And then the other thing that can go into a will is, who you want to manage everything. That's the mm -hmm. independent executor. Um, who you want to manage your funeral expense, your funeral arrangements and your funeral expenses. You can put that in a will. Um, also, if you've got minor children, who do you want to take wow, care yeah. of your children? Many yeah. people think, oh, well, my family members will take care of my children. Which ones? Yeah, the last yeah. thing you want is to have family members fighting over who will take care of your underage children. And then they are not in union with each other. Um, and if they're fighting too much, your children could end up in foster care. So a will serves so many different purposes, so many different purposes. It's basically writing down what your wishes are. Okay. When you say writing it down, does that mean that I can now sit at my kitchen table and just, <laughs> and just take out a legal pad and start documenting uh, I want this to go to Johnny and this, this to go to Jimmy and Jonetta. What's the mm -hmm. process? Okay, so what's the process? The, the short answer to your question is yes. So there's two ways that you can get a will done. Okay. One, sit down with an attorney, mm -hmm. go over the process with them. And the process is not difficult. You should be able to sit with an attorney one, maybe two times, express to them what you want. They should draft up that will, let you review the draft. And then you schedule a will execution ceremony, which will usually include you, two witnesses, your attorney, and a notary. You go through everything. You get it signed. You get the original. You have copies to give to relatives that you think need it, and you're done. It's a short, simple process. People think it's complicated. It's not. Um, people think it's expensive. It's not. Um, most people can get a will done for between four and seven hundred dollars mm -hmm. it's, it's not that expensive now the second thing you mentioned was can you sit down at your kitchen table and write it out absolutely yes 
the the problem with that is sometimes when people do handwritten wills, they leave out certain things and it makes yeah. it complicated for the will to be valid or used in court for probate. But yeah. it's better than nothing. So yeah. I say if someone wants to do that, to start with that, make sure you've got the date on it. Think about terms of if something happens to me, how can I make this handwritten sheet of paper as clear as possible? I want a date on it. I want my name on it. I want to list out who I want to have what in very clear sentences. I want to um, sign it at the bottom, maybe even date it again at the bottom. If you can, have two witnesses sign it with you. Mm, yeah. um, get it if you know a notary or you want to go to your bank or some other place to try to get it notarized. Do that. But it's better than nothing. Um, I've seen so many situations where people will say, well, my family, they know what I want. Uh, you know, or, or someone will die and someone will say, well, Big Mama said I could have the cookie jar. Oh, no, no, no. My mama said I could have that china set. I yeah. could have her purses. And then we've got a, a, a we've got a mess. We've got yeah. we've got problems yeah. before the yeah. funeral even comes. So yeah. you can write it, but but make sure you've got all your bases covered. So if you write out this will or you get the will uh, uh -huh. executed, do you recommend sharing the will with your family members or do you keep it private? Well, uh, that's a subjective answer. Um, okay. I do recommend sharing it with at least two people. Okay. And here's why. One, you want the family to know that a will exists. I've yeah. seen scenarios where someone will die and they will take months looking for a will. Well, yeah. mama said she wrote a will. or Mama said she talked to a lawyer and she had a will. Nobody can find it. Nobody may, nobody will know which lawyer she worked with. So make sure you give copies to at least two people yeah. and keep the original in a, in a safe place or give the original to somebody and you keep the copy. Because in your will, you should list out somebody who you want to be the independent executor or manage everything, manage your yeah. affairs that person should definitely have uh, the original or a yeah. copy of the will. Hey, man. You know, I, I, was, I was laughing on the inside when you talked about that, how people will come in after a loved one dies. The thing about oh, my yes. mom died almost 30 years ago, and people came in like vultures yes. off, over <laughs> pots and pans and dishes. And, and I'm like, what's going on yes. here? You know, yes. well, she wanted me to have this. And mm -hmm. that, was, that was not documented anywhere that you're supposed to have no. a pot with a blue handle. Just That's crazy right. stuff. <laughs> So so, 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 I would imagine, Attorney Gibson, that when you're doing this, you've seen some worst case scenarios. Yes. Uh, can you take a moment because maybe someone doesn't sense the, the necessity or the mm -hmm. urgency about this, but you've seen when it's not there. Can you take a moment and share what you've yes. seen so? What I've seen so far. So one situation uh, is with my own family. Mm -hmm. My grandparents are deceased. And their land, a big chunk of it, is still in the name of their estate. Hasn't been probated because they did not have wills. I have cousins who are saying, well, my grandmother said I could have that spot of land. Or my grandmother's uncle said I, that was supposed to be for me. That was supposed to be for my daddy. Mm -hmm. 
we don't have any wills. We don't have any documents. So it's, it's, it's it causes confusion yeah. in the family. Yeah. Um, another situation that I saw where somebody did not have a will, as soon as this lady um, died, she died in her home. And there was a man there who, he was kind of like the yard guy and he helped her yeah. around the house. Well, he was the first one to find her um, dead in the house. He mm -hmm. immediately changed the locks on the house, went through her purse, took cash checks, took some jewelry from the house. He mm -hmm. knew she kept money um, in her bedroom under the mattress. He, mm -hmm. he searched the whole bedroom, but he found the cash, took it all. And then he called 911 to come and get the body. And then once all of that started happening, he even represented to the funeral home that he was her nephew. He wasn't related to her at all. And none of this really came out until it was time to pay for the funeral. And he didn't have money to pay for the funeral. So her real niece and the niece's husband were her true caregivers. They couldn't mm -hmm. get into the house. They couldn't get into the gate. They had to get the sheriff's office. Every time they would change the locks, he would circle back and change them again. And so it just ended up being horrible. Um, yeah. They ended up, I don't know if they ever went through probate or not. They were in a different yeah. county. I tried to help them as much as I could. Um, wow. But it was, I, I could tell them in advance, it's going to be a long haul. And in the yeah. end, the niece paid for the woman's funeral because she didn't yeah. have children. Um, yeah. She wasn't married. So the niece paid for her funeral and they're probably in probate right now fighting over, you know, who's going to get what because the lady didn't have a will. Wow. Attorney Gibson, you've been using that word for several times, probate. Can you probate, yes. ed educate us a little bit? Tell us what probate is. Okay. Many people are afraid of probate. People mm -hmm. will even sometimes say, I don't want to do a will because I don't want it to, I don't want to end up in probate. I don't want my family having to deal with probate. When people come to me and I consult with them about should you do a will, what should be in it, I go through a lot of different steps with them and we try to handle as many assets as we can to be dealt with outside of probate. Okay. But sometimes you just can't avoid it. So probate is when there's a will. The person has a will. And there are things being given to other people in the will. Wow. The person dies, whoever is listed as the independent executor or mm -hmm. some other close relative should contact a lawyer and start the probate process. Probate can usually be done in three or four months, definitely less than six months. So the attorney takes the will, they present it to the court and the court has it designated as valid. There are certain things that the court will check off and look for in this will to make sure it's valid. Dates, mm -hmm. names, witnesses, is it stapled or is it secure? Has it been right. messed with in any way? Right. Those right. type of things. Once it's valid, then you present, you find out who the heirs are. Sometimes they have to sign waivers. Um, you present to the court who's supposed to get what. Um, you, you make a posting and um, this uh, like a daily court review document just to notify mm -hmm. any um, debtors, people who are owed money. Right. Um, and then there's like maybe seven, eight different documents that are filed with the court. OK, right. once all that's done, there's one court hearing, usually for an uncontested will. There's mm -hmm. one court hearing, the independent mm -hmm. executor, the lawyer, they go to court. 
you're there for maybe an hour, maybe two, depending on wow. how busy court is that day. Right. And then the independent executor is list is given what's called letters testamentary. Sometimes if somebody doesn't have a will and you go to a bank and you're trying to get money, they'll say, no, yeah. you need a document from the court. That's this document called letters testamentary. So you get this document from the court mm -hmm. and then that document basically gives the independent executor, usually the close family member, the right to act on behalf of the deceased. You can close bank accounts. You can sell assets. Um, you can disperse assets. You can do all those things. Yeah. Probate is just a process where the court verifies the will and gives one person the authority to act on behalf of the deceased. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not as bad as people think it is. No, yeah. You have so many horror stories about it. Yes. And, but, but, but I think what yeah. you stated is just so clear of how. Yes. And it's so, it's so necessary. I, I, I'm thinking about a gentleman that I knew years ago and and um, he ended up remarrying. Mm -hmm. and he, had, he had children from his previous marriage. Yes. And, and when he remarried, somehow yes. along the way, he forgot to make her the beneficiary. And the children yes. were the beneficiaries from the previous marriage. Yes. And they, they came in and kicked her out and took everything. Yes. They, yes. Put her on the, yes. they put her on the street. The children put her on the street because he I'm, did not change his documentation. Mm -mm. I'm so glad you're bringing that up because... In the era that we're in, we have blended families are very common, yeah. very, very common. And so when there are blended families, it's 100, 1,000% important to make sure you sit down and look at everything, life yeah. insurance, retirement, bank accounts, put something in a will, because the law can get, I don't want to say complicated, but it's not all that straightforward when you yeah. have people who are coming into second marriages, sometimes third marriages. Mm -hmm. we, one person may have had children. The other one may not. Maybe you both got children from separate marriages. Now you've got children together. The law treats those children differently. Yeah. And so it's very important to sit, that, sit down with an attorney and write it all out. Have a will. Because you're right. You don't want something to happen to you. And then your adult children come in and, and kick out the wife yeah. that's that's yeah. living there. Nobody yeah. wants that, yeah. but they can yeah. do it. And sometimes they, they will. <laughs> that's right. They sure did. They took everything, house, everything. Yes. Go because it wasn't, yeah. it, they were the beneficiaries. And they right. didn't. Right, right. They, and they could they have been nice. You, you would think that in these type of situations, people yeah. will be nice. But yeah. something that I've discovered is that it doesn't matter how well people seem to get along in yeah. life, siblings, relatives, when someone dies yeah. and money is involved, yeah. I've seen the worst in people come out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen the worst. I've seen the worst. And so I always tell people, just just, just be on the safe side. Yeah. Write, it, yeah. write it down. Write it wow. down. You, wow. you want your children to get along when you're gone. You don't yeah. want your children to be at odds with each other, not speaking to each other. J just write it down. Even if you've told them, even if you think your children are mm, best that's friends. Good. That's good. That's good. Just write it down. Yeah. It down. Yeah. You just take a moment. Mm -hmm. to write. Wow. I think what you have stated has been so clear. And I think it's helping mm -hmm. people to begin to say, this is a serious issue that I need yes. to address. Because as you said, yes. COVID came 
And when COVID came, people were taken mm -hmm. to the hospital mm -hmm. and they never, it never came home. They went That's home right. to the Lord if they were saved. And, and now we, we see the urgency of the hour. But I mm -hmm. think that someone's wondering now, okay, Attorney Gibson, you got me. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the bullseye. You, you hit the bullseye. Where do I start? So asking you that question, where do I start? Can you tell us where, where to start? Where do you start? So if it was someone calling me up, Victoria, where do I start? Mm -hmm. I would say to them, because people, they think of it as a big deal and they kind of get like overwhelmed. And I said, no, here's what I want you to do. We're going to schedule a consultation visit. Mm -hmm. But before the visit, I'm going to send you a document. It's going to have some things for you to start thinking about. I said, mm -hmm. but in your mind, just take out a sheet of paper or your computer, whatever, and just start making your own notes and your own words. Here's what I have. Here's who I want to have it. Just just do it that way. Very simple in your own words. You speak to an attorney, communicate that to them, talk about it with them, ask all the questions you can possibly come up with. There's no such thing as a bad question. Mm -hmm. And let the attorney start working on the document. It shouldn't take them long. Once they've got the document done, they should show it to you for you to review. But that's mm -hmm. where you start. Think about everything you have and who you want to have it. If you've got children, who you want to raise your children if something happens to you, your husband's family, the wife's family. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. just think people have to start thinking about these things. And that's something that people are sometimes uncomfortable with. Nobody yeah. wants to think about dying or not that's being right. here. Yeah. 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 And you also you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned COVID think yeah. about power of attorney documents, mm. medical power of attorney documents, financial power of attorney documents. Who would take care of things for you if you went into the hospital one hour from now and you were in a coma wow. or you were in ICU? Who would have the authority or the access to take care of things for you? Or what if there's a car wreck? Both parents are in the hospital. Somebody needs to yeah. pick the children up from school. Somebody needs to know how to pay for things in the house. People need to just take a minute and just think about these things. That is so true. Is that you're going on a vacation, you left your children here, your grandchildren. Right. And yes. what if what if you get injured or sick yes. and the hospital allow you in a coma? Yes. What happens to the house? What, ha what happens to the family? What happens to the children? Uh where where's the documentation? Yes. Uh yeah. Uh question for you. Um yes. what about what about if you had prepared a will previously? Mm -hmm. But over the course of time, uh, there's someone that you decide you want to take out the wheel or add to the wheel. You okay. Start the process all over again. How do you how do you make those additions and subtractions? Um, it can be easy if you if you remember which attorney you use to do the mm -hmm. will and they're still practicing. Quick phone call. I want to update this. I want to change it. If it's a simple change, they should be able to change it. You'll have to resign everything. But it should be a quick a quick change. Sometimes people want to do the will totally over. Mm -hmm. No problem. You just contact the attorney. You have to do the process over. Um, if it's just an update, like if people come to me for an update, I charge a much, much less amount to do right. the update. Um, if they want to start over, then it's like a brand new will. But people, that's something that people should revisit. I think uh, I revisit mine once a year. Doesn't change once. Like I recently made changes to my stuff, um, but I had made changes since 2016. But I recommend that people 
um, make changes or review it whenever you have life changes. And a life mm. change is a marriage, a divorce, yeah. Yeah. birth of a child, birth of a yeah. grandchild. Yeah. Um, uh, windfall any, money. Any major... Yeah. 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 Money comes in. You get you come across yes. the windfall of cash. Yeah. Yes. 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 Those are the times when you need to review your information. Yes. Wow. That is awesome. <laughs> that is, you know, uh, what you said is just so on point. And yeah. we need to be cognizant of it, and especially in our community. Yes. In our community, many times we don't get into the legality of this as much as we should. And yet yes. there's so much confusion. There's so much confusion. Yes. And I always say there's a past. Some people can't even get to the grieving process because yes. there's so much confusion going on and mess going on with the family. And they know that on Monday morning we got to go to the courthouse. That's right. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really sad. And, you know, people can, we didn't talk about this, but pre-planning your funeral or yeah, setting yeah. aside money for a funeral or have a life insurance po policy specifically for your funeral. You know, yeah. we should be way beyond cash apping, uh, GoFundMe, um, raising money at the last minute to bury someone. We should be way past that. So help your relatives out. Plan it yourself. Do something in advance for it. Yeah. Plan your own home going service. Plan that is it. So true. Plan it. Wow. <laughs> so Attorney Gibson, uh, is there any age restriction? At, at what age can I begin oh, doing this? That's a good that's a good question. I had mm. I had that in my notes. That's one of the myths. I'm too young to be thinking about a will. I don't need a will. I think that if you are if you have children. No matter what age, you're not too young to think about a will because yeah. you want to think about who's going to take care of your children yeah. if something happens to you. Otherwise, I would say once you get to the point where you start to have a regular full time job and you've got retirement 401k that you're putting into, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got a car, you got a bank account. Um, once you get to that level, it's not really an age, but a level, you should start thinking about it. If just think about, just think about it this way. If something happens to me today, who's going to get my car? Yeah. Uh, do I care who gets my clothing, my shoes? Do I care who gets the money in my bank account? How will I be buried? Um, think about those things. And if you can answer yes or yes, I need to think about this to any of those questions, yeah. Start writing some things down. You might need a will or at least talk to an attorney and make sure you've got beneficiaries across the board everywhere that you can. Everywhere you can. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Attorney Gifton, you have been phenomenal. Uh, God bless you, my dear. Um, you got yeah. the last word. What's your last word to the audience? <laughs> you got the last word. My last word. My last word is to people. Um, we've come so far as a people. Great-grandparents, grandparents, parents have all worked so hard to get us where we are. There's no need to take steps going backwards. One thing that's inevitable is God will call us all home one day. He will. It's not about if, it's about when. So what you can, you can't control the date, but what you can control is how your family members will be able to grieve and get along with each other in union once you're gone. And that's, that's what this whole process is about. Yeah, That's what yeah. it's about. Amen. Amen. It can be unity in the family. That's because right. You because you prepared. You were, you were prepared for the time. And wow. Yes. Wow. Attorney Gibson, God bless you. God keep your kitchen table. You have heard this. 
I know some of your eyes are rolling in the back of your head right now, <laughs> but some of you are greatly rejoicing because this is what you need to hear. And God loves you so much that he brought this to you that you can begin make the necessary preparations and handle things decently in order so that when you do leave and we do leave, that we don't leave a mess behind us, that they'll be able to rejoice and not wonder about uh, where's the wheel. So we thank God. Share this with your family, your friends, your loved ones, mm -hmm. your co-workers. Share it with them. And the Lord says the same. I look forward to seeing you next week here again at the kitchen table. Tell somebody it's time to get it right and to get it tight. <laughs> when it wills and trusts to bring unity to the people of God. We thank you. God bless you. God keep you. I'll see you next week. God bless you. 